Brother Jared Brooks has a special. When I was hunting for a song, I, I did this song not been a year or two ago, Miss Nadine's song, Nadine Kelly. Come on in, and I asked Miss Carter would she play for me, and uh, y'all pray for her. I know she's a little nervous, too. So, uh, Not only did I get a piano player, I got a singing partner out of it, I think, so we're going to see how this goes. But I, as I went back and read on this song, I always like this because it was written by somebody from right out of Promised Land, uh, kind of like Uncle Ace's, but I think back about Miss Nadine, and uh, somehow I guess I relate to people, uh, especially in the church here, by uh, come on in, come on in, your work is over, you're here. If you want to fight, you want to battle. I think about people that sit in the church here. Miss Nadine, I always sit right back over there. She was always here. I saw Russell back here, Miss Louise Wallace, right up here in the front. Mr. Don right back here about where Alan's at. Uncle Ace right here. Mr. Jesse and Miss Laverne right over about where Mr. Larry's at. Some of the old ones is gone on. Come on in. Your work is over. So y'all be with us and pray for us as we go through this. Miss Nadine Kelly song. Come on in. Oh, 
with you. I had a message in my back pocket <clears throat> over disappointment tonight, but I'm not going to have to preach that one. <laughs> no, I, I knew that through speaking with Brother Josh this week, he was really having a decision to make. and I did think about uh, a message along that lines. I said, no, I'll finish First John. Um, Another great study for me as we look at 1 John chapter 5. Um, I have tried several times this week to pull something really deep and theological out of this. Uh, but I think there's a point here to the simplicity of it. Uh, we've already talked about how John writes in the book of 1 John how he wants you to know there's assurance of your salvation. And so with that in mind, we don't need something deep theological. We need the simple truth. And that's what tonight's message is, the simple truth. Because John lays it out for us and that each and every one of us, if we can go back to our moment where we experience God's grace, and see these things, there's no doubt we're saved. And, and really, I said these things, but really it boils down to one thing, and that's faith. 
If you will, stand with me. Uh, we're going to read a passage here. Um, First chap, chap, John chapter 5 and verse 13. It says, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. Let's bow. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Dear Lord, thank you for your simplistic truth that we can know, dear Lord, that relationship with you. We can know if we're saved and we can know what eternal life looks like through the price you paid, Jesus Christ. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for allowing us to come out and study your word. Forgive us all our sins. In your name I pray. Amen. If you will, let's start in uh, chapter 5, looking at verse 4 and 5. It says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? So I want to ask you first off tonight, is there faith? Is there faith? Has there ever been a time in your life where you put your faith in Jesus Christ? Faith is the avenue to God. Faith, Ephesians 2, 8, we know it says, For by grace are you saved through faith. Faith is the avenue. God made the way so all we would have to do is simply believe in His plan. I, I love that. There, there's really not much more that you can take from those two verses than this is it. Faith. What does it say? It says in verse 4, it says, even our faith. And then in verse 5, it says, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. That's a saved man. Now, now not only must we have faith... But we have to have faith in the right thing. And, and in verse 6 and uh, six through 11, it says, This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the spirit and the water and the blood. And these three agree in one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he hath testified of his son. He that believeth on the son of God hath the witness in himself he that believeth not God hath made him a liar because he believeth not the record that God gave of his son. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life and this life is in his son. Where do we find eternal life? In his son. That's the only place in this world that you'll find eternal life is putting your faith in God's Son, Jesus Christ. 
It talks about those in heaven that bear witness. And, and we see this clear picture of the doctrine that we call Trinity. The Trinity. It, it says the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. They are one. So, so this is, this is really interesting that we see this doctrine of Trinity spelled out for us here, but we also see that they're in agreement on one thing, uh, in particular, and that one thing is Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And, and then you keep moving on and it talks about these earthly things here, things here in this earth that bear witness. And the first thing is the Holy Spirit, which we already know bears witness in heaven and the three are one. But here on earth, through, through us as believers, the Holy Spirit bears witness that we are His. Number two, it says water. And, and you can go back and see that Jesus came by water and blood and you could go in and you could study uh, how man is created like 70% water and uh, this much blood and all that. But let's, let's think about this in a different light. At Jesus' baptism, there was, remember John the Baptist looked up and what did he say? He said, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. That's who he identified Jesus as. And then God Himself at, at that baptism, if you remember, He sent the dove down and He declared and they thought it was thunder. He said, this is my Son in whom I am well pleased. Also, you could see it that the blood of Jesus Christ declares He was the Son of God. He, he came and died and fulfilled Scripture by laying Himself down as the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Innocent blood was shed so that we would have life. But, but even if these things on this earth didn't declare that God or Jesus was the Son of God, God said it, and that's good enough. <laughs> Isn't that what it says? It says, if we receive the witness of man, the witness of God is greater. This is, the, this is greater. God declared it Himself. He's the ultimate authority, and faith must be in Christ and His Son. It cannot be grounded in the things that you and I do. You know, one man put it like this, the difference in the Christian faith and many other faiths is this. Other faiths believe what we will do will get us to heaven. But we believe what has been done will get us to heaven. What has been done on the cross atoned for our sins and we can have if we put our faith in that we have eternal life faith cannot be grounded in all other gods and that's little g look here at verse 21 in our text first john chapter 5 and verse 21 john urges against this he says little children keep yourselves from idols you see, faith in anything other than Jesus Christ won't do. Our faith must be in Christ alone. Matter of fact, if you turn over to Acts, you see this in Acts chapter 4 and verse 12. Acts chapter 4 and verse 12 says this. 
neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It's Jesus alone. So we see that we must have faith. We see the object in whom we must have faith, and that is Jesus Christ. What does that equal? That equals salvation. We can rest our hat on that. You can have assurance that if your faith is in Jesus Christ for your salvation, it's done. That's our assurance. You say, well, Trey, that's too simple. No, that's the way God wanted it. He wanted us to have assurance that, listen, if you put your faith in my son, it's done. That's it. Now, he wants us to live a different way. He wants us to become a new creature. But your assurance is simple. Faith in Jesus Christ. Look at verse 12 through 14. It says, He that hath the Son hath life. And he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you, that ye believe on the name of the Son of God, that he may that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. You know, we have eternal life, and that's a victory. That's that is a victory. It's a victory over death. If you remember back to First Corinthians, in First Corinthians uh, chapter fifteen. First Corinthians fifteen fifty two through fifty seven it says In a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump for the trump shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed for this corruptible must put on incorruption incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. So when the corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have this victory and eternal life is a victory. We have a victory over death. We are no more uh, subject to death, separation for God from God. We have an eternal life before us in a relationship with God Himself. That's a victory. Not only do we have victory over death, but we have victory over this world. In 1 John, just last week we talked about this. In 1 John 4, 4 it says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. But you know, more, more than having this victory, there's something that is so sweet to me in this passage. And that is to know that God is listening. Look at verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. 
You know, as just just this whole situation that our church has been going through over the last month, God's heard our prayers. And He's answered them according to His will. And that that is an amazing thought that we as believers, when we put our faith in Christ, He hears our prayers and He answers them. And I think about the nation of Israel. If you read through the Old Testament, there's this pattern. The, The people are redeemed. They fall into sin. They cry. And then they're redeemed. And that circle just repeats itself over and over. And you know, it is so sweet to know that no matter how many times I mess up, no matter how many times I think I've gotten too far away from the grace of God, I haven't. He still hears me. He still hears me. We need the assurance of our salvation. One man put it this way, if you can't stand on anything, you'll fall for everything. I'm here to tell you tonight, I can stand on the assurance that Trey Emery is saved. Because I've put my faith in Jesus Christ. As we get ready for a hymn of invitation, I told you it was a simple message. Do you have that assurance tonight? Do you have this assurance that Jesus Christ is your Savior? Have you put your faith in Jesus Christ? Because that's all it takes. There's nothing more. And if you're here tonight and you say, I've done that, Trey, you need to rest in the assurance that you're saved. You need that.